This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Two, three, four. If you're looking for advice from a real girl who might not have the answers, but goddamn she'll try just a tip and you'll be on your way. With Meg and Batoon on Friday. Welcome to Just a Tip, an advice podcast hosted by me, Megan Batoon, a real girl. You guys sent in questions, and today I have a friend to help me help you. Hi, Jeff. Hello. Jeff is a writer, and we met on Bumble. Yes. Did I miss anything? No, I think that's those are the two <laughs> facets of my existence. I'm a writer, and I'm very alone. <laughs> you, I only messaged one person on Bumble, and that was you. Well, are you serious? Am I the only person? You're the only person ever, and then I've never been on Bumble. I'm flattered. Oh, man. <laughs> Is this like a trap? <laughs> Have I been lured in to be killed? <laughs> I find all of my podcast guests on dating apps. <laughs> that, that actually w- is That a, would be a fun podcast. Let's stop this right now and make that podcast. <laughs> that would be crazy. I don't know if many people would follow through with it. Two birds and one stone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There was, did you guys see... Uh, Ben Schwartz's new movie, Happy Anniversary, on Netflix? No, I haven't. Okay, well, I'm going to spoil this one part. He brings a scone to her, and she's all mad because he, she thinks that he is only bringing it because he wants the scone. And so it's their anniversary, and she was like, you knew that you had to do something nice for me, but you also were craving the scone, so you killed two birds with one scone. And Ooh. I laughed for a long time. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So there's that. I think that script was probably built around that one joke. He's like, well, I got to write a movie for this pun I made. (laughs) Me as a writer. Um, I do want to talk a little bit more about this Bumble thing because I don't think we've ever talked about it. No, not especially not in a live podcast. (laughs) We're live. Um, Yeah, you are a great uh, conversationist. Oh, thanks. I've never really been told that before. I, really? I, I like to think of myself as like this this hermit person. So that's nice to hear. Yeah. Uh, well, you you had great banter and it was fun to talk to you. And I was like, ugh, I don't know how this is going to go because you never know online never with know, dating yeah. apps. And I was on Tinder briefly and I don't think I talked to anyone just oh, yeah, that, because it was like... Tinder is just a cave of despair. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Are you on both? Are you on any? It. I, yeah. I, I, I guess they're on my, they're like, they're on my, they're on my phone. <laughs> On and the I, front page, they're open now. Yeah, Jeff, okay. put your phone away. I've got to go. <laughs> I've got, uh, yeah, I don't. I, I've like I go back and forth on it because like I don't know. I have a hard time like meeting people, or I have a, yeah. I'm very nervous in person and whatnot. So like it has been a good way to like break the ice in, mm-hmm. that, in that way, and like it makes you meet people that you never meet before. Like we probably, I mean, we've had we have friends in common, but like we de- I, yeah, we've but quite I don't know. A bit, if, I feel like I don't know if we would have like run into each other or, or whatever. Uh, I guess we did once, <laughs> like a party a long time ago. I think. Oh yeah, we were at a same party, but yeah. we didn't know we were at that party exactly. until way later yeah yeah so like, i don't know I, I i use bumble because or uh, tinder or whatever because i'm very alone but also it's like <laughs> it is a good way just to like kind of force yourself to almost meet people <laughs> without the terror yeah and maybe you don't yeah i think i know a lot of people that match with people and then never meet up mm. 
So that's one thing. Well, as a male on Bumble, yeah. do you, since the, the girls have to make the first move, right, do right. you ever match with a bunch of people and then never get messaged? And oh, like, yeah. Hello? All the time. I, yeah, I think, I mean, if there's any, I think I might prefer Tinder because I... Um, I don't know. I'm not like I'm not like a I'm not like a hunk. Like no one's gonna talk to me. But like maybe I can deceive them with a joke or something. Like yeah. It's like I actually kind of prefer Tinder because it gives you a chance to like almost prove your not prove yourself, but like yeah. I know like don't I like I, I I I you can try to be funny. Whereas like Bumble, it's just off of their impression of you, which is right. never good. <laughs> like, like it's like oh well, there's this weak freak or like this weak man that this weak freak this Niles Crane motherfucker over here. I'm not gonna talk to him. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, if I were ever on a, a dating app again, I think I would do Tinder just so I, or somewhere where it wasn't the girl first, because right. I also don't like making the first move, so I don't know why I chose Bumble, but, and I, I feel like the guy should open up with something. That's like the thing. That is, yeah, that's like, that's very sexist. <laughs> that's very <laughs> gender You're right. heteronormative. You're right. On that, though, I think ex- I, I I fully concede I'm terrible in person. I can't approach people and all that stuff. Like, But on Tinder, I think I've gotten better at like an opening joke or an observation. I will say yeah. on Bumble, I've gotten a lot of weak ass <laughs> comments from, from girls and stuff. Where I'm like, oh, they don't do this a lot. Like they're not, it's like, they're oh, not, they don't know how to like to, to be answer as, and yes yeah, and. To be as like, you know, sexist as possible. Like they, <laughs> they have not had the opportunity to like do that first move a lot. Sure. And so like you get a lot of just like basic, like, oh, I like your shirt. Or like, oh, okay. No way. Get out of here. Get out of here. I think my opening line to you is something about horses. It's got to be. Oh, yeah. That's I I, I leave it. I leave an opening for horses. You definitely (laughs) do. I really I I don't have Bumble. I wish I did because I would open it right now and read it. We had a great conversation. Hold on. I might still have it. Oh, my gosh. My my phone is off. So we'll need to like banter for a minute for me to like pull it up. Uh, I've hit my banter (laughs) quota. I truly can't. But I do want to see this. Um. Yeah, I can't remember what it was that we said, but I had a, I had a great time. I, I think I asked you if you like if you were a licensed therapist because I was talking about my house or something that oh. I wasn't happy with, oh, and I was to... like, "I'll tell you in person. You don't want me to complain on this app." I'm very curious now. Let me find it. Okay, okay. front page open right now. <laughs> front page. Bumble's Speed lo- dial. Okay, Bumble's loading up. We can cut this out or keep the keep the suspense. <laughs> I just typed Megab. Okay. <laughs> I also go by that. Okay. F- scrolling up. Okay. I hope here we it's go. not embarrassing. If it's embarrassing, don't read it. But if it is. <laughs> okay, here we go. From Megan. What time? Uh, I don't see a time. Oh, they don't give you time? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We can't give that much information it's 4 out. 4 a.m. <laughs> uh, okay, from Megan. Should I start by setting the expectation low with the fact that I've never ridden a horse before? Oh, my God. That's my opening line. Or is that... Opening line, both the first and last straw. Wait, wait, Jeff, wait. I'm going to move and let's read this like a script together. Okay. okay, so I think I can go over here. Okay, so Jeff and I are going to read our Bumble conversation oh, no. <laughs> respectively. Okay, ready? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Should I start by setting the expectation low with the fact that I've never ridden a horse before? Or is that opening line both the first and last straw? Wow, what a life of tragedy. How have you endured? Honestly, the sheer threat of possibility of mounting one is what really has kept this ship afloat this long. It'll happen for you one day. I have faith. Oh, God, I'm an ass. (laughs) 
horses aside, how has life in Los Angeles been going for you? How painful was it for you to type horses aside? And then there's a big gap. I did not respond. <laughs> then it's the next then it's the next day. It's the next day. I'm insecure. Uh-huh. I say, life's been getting better all the time. I'm actually on my way to get blood drawn, so I'd say this is the peak. How do you like LA? Wow, well done. I got my blood drawn on Monday. Is this a fad? What <laughs> oh man. Clearly, it's meant to be. I like LA. Got a show interview tomorrow and trying to finish a script today. Oh, man, very business. So I'm hitting all the cliches. How was the bloodletting? Do you have the plague? (laughs) Haha, exciting. You are Los Angeles personified. Mm -hmm. It went. To preface this before and after, I'm hyper queasy and faint far too easily. But to answer your question. And then you sent some photos of you getting blood drawn. (laughs) So sexy. I'm dying in the second right. one. Oh no, are you okay? Also, I'm impressed that you wore a beret to a bloodletting. Very fashion forward. Currently in a Chick-fil-A, a drive-through as you only 95% fainted prize, mm. so doing much better. Congratulations. Gorge upon the waffle fries for me. Oh man, I'm trying real hard here. I'm sorry. Any other fainting plan for... T- Do we want to read all of this? this is Let's like, see where it, okay. where, where it goes. Okay. I guess it's, okay, fainting schedule, blah, blah, blah. It's a lot of banter about blood, 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 and, blood and horses (laughs) okay cool that's and then i think we yeah okay then the phone numbers were exchanged okay okay great. okay yes we finally somehow we made it happen yeah (laughs) great so that was a reenactment (laughs) of my one and only bumble conversation again i'm flattered i that's oh wow a lot of responsibility (laughs) blood and horses and then it went so poorly you never did it again oh my god (laughs) no Oh, gosh. Okay. This is an advice podcast, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not a a retelling of a dating app. So are you ready to help some people? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. This is like a deep fantasy of mine. I've always wanted to be Frasier (laughs) and like (laughs) to get advice from people on the radio and like, oh, I'm in. You're a part of it. Okay, here we go. 28-year-old guy here, I've been having trouble meeting the right kind of women. The women I tend to be attracted to end up wanting to have a friends with benefits relationship or just something purely physical. They don't want commitment. How does a woman gauge if a guy is suitable for the long haul versus a one-night stand? From Frustrated Physician. (laughs) That's a terrible name. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, yeah, you want to take this one? Because I I don't know how the human heart works. (laughs) Um, well, have you ever been a friend with a benefit? Or have you have you ever been to a benefit with a friend? Yes, I've been to like, any gala. A gala, many, anything, many galas. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think anything strictly that. I've I've had like short term relationships where you, maybe both of you don't want to commit that much, and that kind of fizzles out or something. Okay. Like, and I think actually those are fine. Like, I think I think we sometimes do get a little hung up with the labels and stuff in the first couple months. Like, yeah. we're all in our twenties, and like I don't know. At least for me, like. I did not date anyone in high school and barely anyone in college. I was so, yeah, I was just so like repressed and in my shell all the time. And I still am. So I kind of gave myself, (laughs) oh, very much, as I'm sure you (laughs) know, I I, like gave myself almost like like this uh, challenge of just like, I need to like catch up. I need to just have a lot of like bad dates and see things and, you know, do whatever. So like I I might be in a different place where this guy's at to where I'm like, I just want to meet people and do weird stuff and if it, if it leads to a relationship that's fine but like i'm not hung up on that but like uh what was this question he wants more like serious relationships he wants to know if if a woman thinks that he's 
ready for one. Sure. Well, I, mean, I guess. Yeah, he's a, he's a doctor. He's 28. It sounds like he's kind of got his life together. He's a frustrated physician. Frustrated physician. I, yeah, I don't know, man. I think um, it depends how he's meeting them. Is he meeting them like through friends? Is he doing like dating apps? Is he on the, more of the serious dating apps or more of like the... the Ooh, what's like, a serious dating app? Like Plenty like, of Fish? Well, yeah, like wouldn't... Christian like, Mingle? Yeah, Farmers Only, that what kind of stuff. Things? The Trump one that was going around. <laughs> I wanted it to like, be called just the Trump one. Just the Trump one. I'm sure it is called that. Meet Nazis. Just terrible, <laughs> terrible Nazis. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think some of, I mean, some of, you can even say on the profile if you're looking for like oh. a serious thing or, you know, like, oh, I, yeah. I, I think you just kind of market yourself that way. Um, he's 28. He's getting a little older. So, like, and he's a doctor. I feel like you'd kind of run into people. Um, is he a doctor? <laughs> as you save are lives. We, are we thinking he's a doctor? I hope he's Or a, is he a doctor? Chiropractor. And he's, <laughs> he knows everything. This yeah. is you. Did, is this your question? It is me. I'm a, I'm a licensed chiropractor. <laughs> it's not going Damn well. Damn it. I was thinking you're a therapist this whole time. Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation where you didn't want the commitment? Yeah, I have, yeah. It's been both. I've had both happen to me. Like one, okay. what, someone were like, yeah, I think I would like this to be a relationship. And maybe they just weren't ready for that. And then in the on the flip of that, like I think someone wanted to be in a relationship with me and I wasn't really feeling it long term. So like, yeah, I think that just kind of part of being an adult. It can suck in either scenario. But like, just be as honest as you can be. I think that is. Yes. I think. And that's something I'm, I've been learning because I have been on the receiving end and I've been on the, the giving end of this where you just aren't communicating enough. And yeah. Then, and then it just becomes like drops text, drops text or it becomes like. Right. And then you both kind of feel like assholes and like yeah. that's. And that's just because you're not communicating. So like, I think be as communicative as you want and be as patient as you want and like don't worry about it. I don't know. Like just see where see where it goes. And and there's nothing wrong with a short term thing if that's what he finds himself stuck in. And like yeah. it just trains you for the next thing. And you, I don't know, you'll you'll find someone. I that's terrible advice. I, <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. I think anything with communication is the best advice, whether mm-hmm. it's uh, a relationship or your family or business. I think communication is the only thing that saves anything. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I think like if 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 I'm him and I'm looking for a more serious thing, maybe state that out in the beginning. Because mm-hmm. a lot, and if he's on like a dating app, maybe state that. Go to a more serious one like Match or OkCupid might be more of people looking for like stable long term things. Sure. Uh, and then you know just try to get out. And I I, I never do this, so I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> a huge hypocrite. But like try to get out. If you're a physician, you probably got a lot of physician friends and go to events. Try to meet people. Just put you know and try to yeah. get your own life together and. Maybe something will open up, and I don't believe anything I'm saying right now. I, <laughs> I'm lying through my teeth. I and had it's painful. A pizza and like carrots in my bed last week. <laughs> like that was my meal. <laughs> so, as I watched like an AMC show about stranded British sailors in the Arctic. So like that. Never trust anything I say. <laughs> I'm just trying to make this Fraser fantasy come true. It's happening. Um, well, do you have any dating go tos? Like when you're on a first date mm-hmm. and you want to get to know someone, you want to get down to the bottom. Because like yeah. when you're on a first date, you have to like go through all the boring parts of like, what do you do? Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. you kind of already know a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I think I, I do think it's basically like a, a drink is probably the best way to get to know someone. Like a movie or an activity is like it, it almost like deflects from the person. Yeah. It's, it's better just to sit down. Have a conversation, see if you have anything in common and are compatible and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just keep it simple, and you don't have to. It doesn't have to be that long if you don't want it to be. Like a drink is a pretty good way to be in and out of something, and and just get a read for it. 
And again, be communicative. Yeah. Talk about what you're into. Like, yeah, I, I never bought into that thing where like you don't talk about religion or politics. I don't know. Like if you can't <laughs> talk about it, why not? Like, yeah. And then it makes you seem interesting and, and try to get into as many topics as you, as you can and, you know, <gasps> see what shakes out of it. What books you like to read or whatever. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I think first date, I don't I don't go on like that many. But like, yeah, just I think we, we just grabbed a drink, right? Mm-hmm. And, we, and we hit it off and had a good conversation and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, that, that's, I mean, on your end, how, how did that go? It did. <laughs> okay. This is just. <laughs> now it's the recap of our. <laughs> We're just grading each other yeah. and evaluating how this, this one November. I, well, went... no, I remember I was very nervous though. because I, mean, I was nervous too. Well, I've never been on a date with anyone that I've met online. Interesting. Yeah. So you were a stranger. I, yeah, no, I know. I was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I was very nervous. You seem like a great person. And you are a great person. <laughs> but like, I was very nervous. Ostensibly, yeah. you're a great person. There was, I think I I felt a little bit more at ease because I I don't know how I found your last name. Well, I'm a girl on mm-hmm. the internet. And so I can find anything. And I have a very like specific last name. So you can find me. Easily, yeah. I think. But on Bumble or any of the dating apps, you don't get the full last name. You get like right. Jeff L. So I... I think I probably typed that in and was like, writer, I don't know. I have no idea how I found you, but I, I found like your Twitter and then you can see who else follows you. Oh, and so sure. we had a couple of mutual friends. So I was like, okay, this guy is not a full on stranger. And if he's friends with these people that I respect in the comedy world, he's got to be like a good slash funny person. Oh, cool. Oh, I'm, I, I didn't know that. that. Yeah, that's good to hear. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You, so you, you did a, a deep dive. <laughs> to see if I... Yeah. But yeah, it went great. I mean, we talked about a lot of different stuff. And I think that's kind of a good litmus test if you're like a good candidate for dating, if you can talk about a lot of things. I think so too. Yeah. Just try to cover like a wide swath. And if it seems like it's, if it seems like time has really flown by, that's a good sign. Yeah. Like sometimes I don't, I mean, well, it sounds like I've been on a few more like online dates than than you have. Yeah. Like, I, you can tell almost right away when it's like, oh no, like this is uh, nothing against him, but just like right. this is this is just not gonna work. And like, oh, no. and you were like looking for the door like an hour, like forty minutes in. I, I remember I I had met someone. This is like a while ago, and I just started, and it was like ten minutes in. I'm like, I got <gasps> I got to get out of here. Ten minutes. And it was just someone also brought like someone else with them one time. Oh my like, god. Oh, I've had oh I've had like terrible experiences. If you want me to just dive in. I would love to hear Someone all brought of them. like a friend of theirs who had like a huge face tattoo. He was like super tough too. And she's like, I just brought him in case you were weird. I'm like, Holy what? Crap. But and then she went to the bathroom and the guy and I actually hit it off quite a bit. Like, <laughs> he, was just, he, was, he was just like And a, now we're together. No, he was a cool dude. Like we we were joking, like, this is kinda weird, right? He's like, Yeah, I thought it was kinda weird. Oh my but god. you know, she asked me. I'm like, yeah, okay. We That's talked about like funny. comic books or something. Oh my gosh! And then she came back from the bathroom and yeah. you finished your trio date. Yeah, we. we I mean, like, we finished dinner. It was fine or whatever. And then I was just like, ah, all right, I'll see you later. <gasps> but it was like I like how she brought like muscle with her, and as if I'm a threatening person. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure anyone could just destroy me in a fight. There's no threat whatsoever. That's hilarious. Yeah. And then I had uh, one. Some she invited another guy. Like she, it, it was almost like a competition. Like she invited a different girl. Uh, yeah, a, yeah, a different girl invited someone else on a tinder date <gasps> at the same time and we showed stop that one actually was kind of weird it made me feel like inhuman it made me feel like dehumanized a bit I'm like, you oh. were on the bachelorette at the end yeah basically and like you were a finalist i thought it was kind of funny like a comedy for them like i've never seen this before wow this is so weird and like and they're like who is my doppelganger over here who is this guy did you guys look the same <laughs> nah he had well i mean 
in that L.A. sort of way. I don't know, like just a, a dude with brown hair and like doesn't know if he wants a beard or not. <laughs> and I, but like, I think he was more. Offen- I, I think I, I think I rolled with the punch better than he did. He seemed kind of offended and like took off. That but I, is offensive. It, it, it is. The but I, gall but, but I also girl. thought it was kind of funny to where like that you would just <laughs> devalue someone's time so much. I know. That you put them in this like fight to the death. But it was it was a good story. Did you win? I guess so. I guess I kind of oh, won. He took off. I, I mean, I thought it was. You know, <laughs> so he forfeit. He for I destroyed so you, him. You I, won I, by forfeit. I, I waged psychological warfare on him the entire night. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, okay, so a wrap up tip for this girl, or, or I'm sorry, this guy. How does woman gauge if a guy is suitable for the long haul? Uh, I don't know if there's one thing that you can ask yourself. I the only thing is just if you can be communicative and tell them straight up front if you're in for the long haul or not. Yeah, and there's be, no and, other way around. And be as content with yourself. You know, be be as be as ready for it as you can be on your end, mm. and I think people can pick up on that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think just uh, we're all trying out here. So <laughs> We're trying our hardest. We're trying and it's hard. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, but there's no way, there's no like magic, you know, formula, but like just be content with yourself, be ready for one and uh, I'm sure something will pop up or not and you'll be very alone. (laughs) Uh, That could happen. That could happen. Uh, I hope we helped. If not, at least they laughed. I hope. Or he's just (laughs) weeping in his like physician's chair right now, whatever branch of medicine he's in. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on to another person that we can hopefully maybe not help. Hey, so I am a high school senior and I really love to write, but I have a hard time becoming inspired because of how time consuming school is. How do you become inspired when life is so busy? Do you have any rituals for when you want to become inspired? From Blocked Writer. Whoa! Oh, but this is great. This is perfect because yeah, you're yeah. a writer. I am, yeah. And you write as well. You make videos. and I mean, you, you do all, so much production as well. So I good. write grocery lists mainly. <laughs> Uh, well, no, I've seen some of your videos. They're very funny. I remember thanks, I saw thanks, like a, Jeff. I, I saw like a Thanksgiving one that was like became like this like very violent thing. It, <laughs> it did. Very... It became very violent. And Irene and I wrote that together, and we thought it was super funny. And then a bunch of people were like, "This got dark. Are you okay?" Well, that's comedy though. But yeah, I mean, it, 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 you, you had like a good sketch writing skill in there. Like it escalated well. I mean, yeah, no. So I think you're just as valid to, to answer this question. Uh, no, I, I when you're in high school, it is super busy, and you've got so much work, and there's so much stress for college and all that. Mm. So like, don't feel terrible if you don't have as much time as you want, because that is you you are going through like very real things as a high school senior. Yeah. Um. And I and I went through that as well. I was trying. To, I was having a hard time figuring out how to you know find the time to write and whatnot. I think it helps to make yourself as professional as possible in the way of like make some deadlines for yourself. Uh, it depends oh, what yeah. type of writing you want to do. If you're a high school senior, if you want to be like a you know, like serious dramatic writer or like a comedy writer or an essayist, you know, I, I don't really sure. know what they're trying to be. But like I can only speak to myself as a comedy writer. I got a lot better once I had deadlines. Like once I had that, my first job was at The Onion as like a, a contributor. Yeah. And, and it wasn't like a serious job, but I took it very seriously. And like every week you have to turn in like 25 ideas. Oh my, and that's so, a lot. It was a lot, and like looking back, I was like nineteen or something. So like it was, it was, it was pretty stressful. Oh my But gosh. It, it really did kind of make me hammer in the notion of like, even if you're not feeling inspired, that doesn't matter. You have to like push through it. Yeah. And I think that is a good skill because we have that romanticized notion of a writer like being struck by an idea at two a.m. and they have to like you know write through the night and become yeah. an alcoholic or whatever. <laughs> but like, it really is just about being serious and sitting down and like putting your phone down or turning off the internet and just like, you know, pushing through a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. My advice would like give yourself little deadlines. And if say if you're a comedy writer, 
look to get published somewhere like like McSweeney's is a great place for like it's free but it's a, it, it's pretty respected and and they they accept new writers all the time yeah um make youtube videos like that that's how we got started like yeah. I, I made youtube videos with my friends we made little like sketches and short films and that's what kind of got me more professional writing jobs so like just look for little ways to keep yourself busy and to and to push through the lack of inspiration sure and just get the get a body of work um yeah i think that's great advice because I mean, like you said, the, the more exaggerated version of it of when inspiration strikes you. Yeah. But that is kind of true. Like with dance, at least, like I can't choreograph something if I'm not inspired. Like inspiration right. comes like so unexpected and elusive. It's like a Pokemon or like jury duty. Yeah, you got to be ready for it. You, it. Like when it comes, you just have to obey it. Yes. You know? And so I feel like if you don't have inspiration, the deadlines for sure will help. Or like writing, yeah, a one minute little sketch for YouTube could mm -hmm. definitely help. Or have you, I don't know if you do this, because you write for everywhere. Like you've written for oh, I, late I, night TV. You've yeah, written yeah, yeah. for the New York Times. Is that right? No, I've never written for the newspaper, but I, a New Yorker. A little oh, the bit. New Yorker. Yeah, but I mean, just like little comedy essays. <laughs> right. When you write comic books, yeah, you write yeah, yeah. every type of writing. The inspiration thing is tough because I think you do you do your best work when you're inspired, but mm -hmm. also to get inspired, it's kind of like a... I, I, it helps a lot just to work through it because it's like you're building muscle. Yeah. And so like, I don't know, like try to push through when you're not feeling inspired because then when the inspiration does hit, you'll be prepared for it. Ooh, great. It's, I mean, I'm not a, a strong athlete at all, but like it is like doing reps and like getting, you know, getting exercise and getting, getting in shape. Like for sure. Get your writing muscles in shape and know how to crank out scripts, know how to do like, you know, basic format and all that. And then at like 1 a.m. you'll get an idea and then you'll be prepared for it. And then you can just, you know, you're off to the races. But yeah. before then, you'll also do some good work as well. And I think you will feel more uh, accomplished when you push through the writer's block than when you have the inspiration. Because like you really put in the sweat and you got something done. Yeah, totally. I know a lot of my friends do this, uh, at least with the dancing aspect of mm -hmm. it. I'm sure, I'm sure my writer friends have done this too, but like pulling from your own life or yes. adversities in your life. Like I've only done that when I perform at colleges. I dance like I'm on a diet and I dedicate all my dances to like cupcakes or like <laughs> wishing I could eat something. Right. And so I don't really do that in my own art. But have you ever pulled from something that's happened in your life to write something? Yeah, I think everything secret. And this is such a like a, a podcast guest answer. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I think, I mean, truly everything you write is secretly about you. And like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't help but make it about you. Like every especially like the Marvel comics that I write, like the ending of every comic has like this sort of like little monologue. And I'm like, oh, I'm just writing to myself or I'm like, writing, I'm just writing a letter to my 15 year old self or something or like sketch comedy. You're just doing some insecurity of yourself sure. and you're putting that into anyone, you know, like, yeah. or like, uh, yeah, it, you just put like the, the darkest parts of you or your own insecurities or hang <laughs> up. And project it onto yeah, a character. Yeah, you just project it onto whatever celebrity is doing your sketch, you know. <laughs> Or like uh, I just I'm working on this like uh, uh, movie script right now, and one character is like based on my mom, and the character doesn't have that much in common with my mom except like the heart of it, like the, the, this like emotion that I observed with my mom growing up, and I explored it through that. And like if I didn't tell my mom this character was based on her, she would never know, but I know, and it's yeah. a very personal. So yeah, like you put you put parts of yourself in there even without knowing it, or or very small parts. Like I I would you would be hard pressed to find a writer who didn't put themselves into something, unless it was just like a job they did not care about, you know, unless right. they were writing like, you know, like a Clorox commercial or something. <laughs> but like, even then, 
I remember. <laughs> I remember when I wrote my first Clorox yeah, commercial. Yeah, at, at Kimmel, we had to do like uh, commercials, like product integration. Oh, and, oh, real ones? Yeah, oh, yeah, they suck. <laughs> but like, I remember we had this guy from Denny's come in, maybe the saddest man I have ever seen, because he was trying to be cool. He was oh, like no. Midwest cool, <laughs> like tucked into his jeans and like had like a studded belt and stuff. And he was like the ad executive for Denny's. <laughs> and, I'm okay. like, and I'm like, oh man, this guy is in denial. Wait, so at Kimmel, when you do branded stuff, is it like a sketch or do they come yeah, in? Yeah, and... you got to do like, yeah, it's like a live sketch. And it would be like either Jimmy's tossing to it or, or there's a Guillermo who's like a correspondent on the show is doing something about Denny's or you do it like man on the street stuff. Like oh. it's, it's under the guise of comedy, but yeah, you're just trying to sell Denny's. <laughs> you're just trying to... <laughs> My whole brand is under the guise of comedy. Yes. <laughs> um, I think we did a great job on this one. Yeah, put yourself into it and put in the blood, sweat, and tears when you don't have inspiration. Yeah, take the stigma away, take like the fear away, and just yeah, just do the work. Just do the work. Just do the work. That's great advice for anything. <laughs> just do the work. Oh, my dad would love that. We're going to take a quick break while Jeff gives a little extra piece of advice you can find on meganbatoon.com slash podcast. Online exclusive? Online exclusive. Oh, damn. Okay. And we'll be right back. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we're back! Jeff, what are you working on lately? You just finished uh, a comic book series you were doing, right? Yeah, yeah. I just got off of a, a TV show and a, and a comic. Uh, the comic is called Judas. Uh, <laughs> it's about Judas Iscariot, <laughs> uh, like waking up in hell and realizing he uh, fucked up and, <laughs> and going on an odyssey of guilt and fate, I guess. He runs into Jesus in hell. They have a conversation. Uh, it's a little <laughs> awkward. It's like a run-in with an old friend oh of yours. Oh, my gosh. I actually, yeah, I, I love doing it. It was, uh, yeah, I love balancing like the comedy writing and the TV stuff with the with the comic books and I don't know if I if I could find a way to do both of those concurrently it'd be that'd be a fun life. <laughs> What's the when you write a comic book mm -hmm. you write a script first and then an illustrator illustrates yes. it? Yeah 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 you write out the script and like you can do some design notes or all that but like uh, you, yeah you write out a script like any other script and you 
with, with a bit more of like visual specificity. Like you have to say what's on each panel and whatnot. Okay. And it's it depends on your relationship with the artist. Sometimes you let them run wild with the panel flow. Sometimes you're pretty tight with it. Uh, but yeah, it's like it, the closest thing I can approximate it to is like you're writing storyboards for a movie. Right. So like you can't just – it has to have specific action in each panel and then each page has to be connected, you know, and then, mm-hmm. it, you know, just – you know how a comic is. <laughs> <laughs> You've but, seen comics, yeah, yeah. maybe. When you're reading – when you're reading Dilbert in the morning, it's got to have a connective thread. <laughs> I um, guess that is the biggest foray into comics is the Sunday – Right. Oh, Sunday cartoons for hi- me. Highly influential to me. I loved – um Garfield and I love like uh yeah Blondie, Beetle Bailey, all that stuff. Like yeah, I <laughs> I like Family Circus a lot, and mm. I think the reason I like it is because it's straight to the point. It's like the the comedy that I like is like I don't like storytelling comics. I like set up punchline. Oh yeah yeah yeah. If you're looking for a punchline baby, go no further than the Family Circus. <laughs> if you're looking for a hard ass comedy. <laughs> See whatever Jeffy's got his uh, Jeffy's got into that week or whatever. Is it Jeffy or Jeffrey? Like the little boy? Yeah, I think it's Jeffrey, but it's yeah. spelled weird. Right, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to do like a dark family circus. Like there's been a death in the family. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. A home invader. <laughs> you have to. That's your new. That's your new weekly project. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, comic books and and, and the show I just got off of was uh, it, it's called Miracle Workers. It should be it's like TBS and it's coming out sometime in the summer. I'm not sure when, but it's like, yeah, like Steve Buscemi and Daniel Radcliffe and I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah. Was that a big writer's room? No, pretty small. It was like seven of us. <laughs> it was or... just a box, really, and we we're all shoved in there. <laughs> it was a trap. No, uh, but it was a, yeah, pretty small room. I was on a late night show before that, and that's like a room of like fifteen people or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one was it was a smaller room, seven or eight of us, really great people. Like I felt like a fraud the whole time. Oh my cause, god! Oh, because they're just so funny. They're that's they're great. all great. Yeah, it was that was a really great experience. Whoa! What's the one TV show and one comic that you would love to write for? Oh, man. Uh, I'm working on a Superman comic right now, and I'm very excited about it. Uh, very cool. I do love Superman quite a bit. Uh, if I had one comic that I could write, I think X-Men. I love X-Men so much. It's probably, like, my favorite thing, like, just as a nine-year-old or whatever. Like, <laughs> if I'm work, if there's, like, one comic that, not even just my original stuff, but if there was one they would ask me to do, yeah, I, I would I would ask to do X-Men. It's my favorite. Uh, and if there's a TV show, um, man, that's a hard one. Like, current or, like, old? Any. Ever. I think I would love to work on Frasier. <laughs> like I would, <laughs> I, I, our Mash, Masher Frasier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love just the structure of Frasier. It's so fun. I have a connection with my dad. It's like one of the only shows we can watch together or whatever. Like, I love Frasier and I love Mash for the same reason. If there's a Frasier revival happening, let me, <laughs> let me, let me know, know and I am there. <laughs> Are you ready to help more people? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Hi, I'll jump right in. I'm quite a friendly person, really outgoing and bubbling in most situations. However, I just started uni and for some reason have been experiencing really bad anxiety when I meet new people Mm. and we start getting into normal small talk. I get so nervous, my mouth gets dry and sometimes I shake. I try to tell myself to calm down and remember that I'm not usually like this. Sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. Got any advice for this type of nervousness? I know I'm capable of tackling it, but how? From nauseously nervous. Mm. Now that's a tough. One. I I get this a lot too. I um, oh, in what what situation? I get very nervous. Um, it's weird. Like I love to act and I like to perform and stuff. Uh, but when I'm around like my peers or whatever, or even on dates or like, I get very very nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I don't. Like sometimes I feel more performative and, and like outgoing. But 
I've struggled with this a lot, and I actually am like very insular and like uh, like I joke about being a hermit, but like, I I think I have a lot of anxiety about like leaving the house and going to parties or like I mean yeah. I'm sure most people do, but like I, it is like kind of debilitating at times. In high school, I would eat every lunch in the library by myself because I was oh very gosh. like. Or I would find a way around it and volunteer to work in the snack bar. So it seemed like I was doing something. Oh, my god! So, like, I heart. understand a lot. And actually, yeah, now I'm oh, oh. Find, like, a club or some sort of experience that, that forces you to get out a little bit. Like, That's great. I, I don't know what she's into, but, like, I found a lot of my friends, some of whom I still live with, through, like, the sketch comedy show on campus. Mm-hmm. That, like, a little television station on, on, you know, in school that we would make our sketches and stuff. Uh, the improv team was, you know, like just you know, college improv, but it was still like I made my best friends from that. Yeah. Um, I didn't really have friends outside of that, actually. Like I, I made friends through the experiences I was a part of. Right. I think it's great advice to go somewhere that you already like. Like if she's mm-hmm. not into comedy, like uh, yeah. like what is what else is there besides comedy? <laughs> yeah, the, the bu- bug club. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> you have two options. Yeah. Jokes or bugs. Yeah. Uh, and but they yeah, never cross over. Or sign up for like maybe like volunteer events at the school. They're always doing stuff like that. Yeah. Do like, you know, I don't I, like I was a I was a history major in the school. So like do see whatever the history department's up to. I don't recommend <laughs> Just that. Just follow Jeff's yeah. trajectory of his yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> eat, a lot, eat a lot of micro- microwave popcorn in your dorm room by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think getting into a club is a great idea because when I went to college, I did not do that. Mm-hmm. I didn't hang out with anyone that I knew. I was so set in my ways of, of my dance team in Orlando that I would drive like mm. an hour to go do that. But that was your club, right? That was like yeah, your, that so was your group. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I had a club. So I guess you yeah, have find a club that you can really latch onto and you'll find people that are in the like-minded state. Yeah, force yourself to get out there a little bit and and I I still need to learn this lesson because I get I still get like such bad stage fright or I feel like and impo- I don't know, like I always get weird around like comedy peers of mine. I feel very nervous and it's yeah. a hard time talking with people. So like, yeah, I, I totally relate to that. But um, this is like advice for myself. Just kind of <laughs> force yourself to get out there and like find something that you're good at or something that interests you. And then you'll you'll meet like-minded people and all that. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I get that. I get, I, 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 that took me back. <laughs> that, that question took me back to high school and college and yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and right now. Yes. You mentioned performance stage fright Mm -hmm. I had so much performance anxiety that like people wouldn't like to be around me before Mm -hmm. we went on stage if I was performing with like nine other people I'd be so stressed out that one time I was dating a guy that I was performing with I I was like trying to tell him to hug me so that I could be less nervous and then he was like you have to go to the other side of the stage because you're making me nervous now and I was like uh, we should break up. <laughs> yeah, on stage, <laughs> in front of everybody. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I, I can get that way too. Like, I had a little sketch group, and I, like, we knew the sketches. We, were, we were fine. We were doing, we were going to like festivals and stuff, and like, we did like UCB stuff, and like, it was, we were, we were fine. But I would just get so nervous before every show, and like, I had to make sure all the props were right. I had to triple check everything, and like, and yeah, I'm sure they hated me because I was just so tightly wound and nervous and stuff but yeah but I, I at the same time i think the nervousness kind of like refines you a bit and it makes it make it makes sure that you're sharp and you're on top of it and like you're you have all the energy that you need but yeah it is it is yeah. very draining <laughs> you definitely have energy yeah uh but yeah i think when i'm too nervous i just try and channel that energy into mm-hmm. adrenaline or yeah. excitement instead of it being just nerve yeah nothing good comes from just being nervous but if you can channel it to like excitement or preparation or mm. readiness or whatever like alertness adrenaline like uh yeah i think that's useful just find a way to channel that because 
that means you're doing something exciting and new. Yeah. And just breathing. That's yes. something that we forget to do a lot. <laughs> we yeah. forget to breathe. Do you, do you meditate at all? Are you a meditator? I've tried. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's the hardest thing in the world to me. Yeah. I'm very scatterbrained myself. I'm trying to do it like five minutes at a time, maybe 10. It, That's it, great. It's hard. But I actually have found in a small way, and maybe this is just like a placebo effect. But sure. Like, it, it has kind of settled me a little bit more and like it's helped me with my writing if I want to focus on something and I've been procrastinating or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. So maybe maybe the the the, the question person, I forget her name. She, uh, she Nauseously nervous. Nauseously nervous. Maybe if you like meditate a little bit and it yeah. settles your brain down for five minutes and then you realize, yeah, you have nothing to be nervous about and you're in college. So like all these other people are going through the exact same thing mm-hmm. and college is a place just to meet new people and, and, you know, do stuff. I think so. I think meditation is great. She mentions that she's has anxiety getting into small talk, just normal small talk. Sure. Do you relate to that or do you have any like go-to conversation go-to's where you like will always ask a similar question because you know it will produce a fine effect i don't really have go-to's i guess but if it just depends on the crowd you're in like if you if, if it's like a comedy person crowd you, you know ask what you're working on or what's going on you mm-hmm. know like it, that's usually easy enough because you know people there or whatever um yeah i don't know i don't have any go-to's i just try to talk about whatever and i don't talk to anyone you <laughs> many days go by I, I try i'll talk to like people at the coffee shop or whatever and <laughs> trapped in elevators with me um yeah i don't know I, yeah I, I get anxious but I, I don't know where i'm going with this but i don't know, like just try to find something to talk about try to find something that unites you talk yeah. about politics. dive right into religion <laughs> yeah that people have opinions on that what is your relationship with christ <laughs> that's a good opener mm-hmm. um one of my friends always asks me how my week was when i always thought that that was nice because usually people are like how are you mm-hmm. and it's so easy to be like i'm good i'm bad oh. but he would always ask like how how was your week and then it opens up so much more opportunity because it's not just how are you right now. Yeah, it gives you seven days of It content. gives you something to go off of. Yeah, I found that how is a good, yeah, how are you doing or what, yeah, how and what have kind of opened it up a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned this on our first date, but when I first read this book, I told everybody. And when people ask you how you are, I read this book that was like, be honest. Don't say, don't use the words good or I'm well. Mm-hmm. Tell them exactly how you're feeling and be really specific because then it'll open up more conversation. If you're like, oh, how are you? Honestly, things have been better because my doors aren't working or I tore my shoulder. And then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, now we have stuff to go off of. I can yeah. I can do follow-up questions. I can yes and your your comment. Where I'm usually the exact opposite. It's like my small town upbringing. Like you are not allowed to speak any emotion. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was just home the past week and I, you just forget. It's like, how are you doing? It's like, oh, I'm, I'm all right. And like your father just died, man. Are you oh sure? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, like. You're not allowed to exp- to espouse any point of view other than like I'm good. I'm 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 very good actually. <laughs> yeah. You I think you want to ask questions that you can get people to open up and yes or no questions I feel like stay away from those. Yeah, terrible. Um don't be like do you like coffee? It'll be quick. But if you ask something about I don't know. What's a way to get into a conversation? Let me see if I can like get into a conversation with you. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's see. Let's try really hard. <laughs> okay. Um when was the first time you realized you were sad. I don't know. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. When was the first time I realized I was sad? Uh, yeah, I think it was kind of junior high. Yeah, because I was very... Oh, you want to get deep dive? Do you want to <laughs> yeah. do the deep dive? I thought you were going to say it was right when I came out of the womb. Yes. Oh. Okay. There we are. Junior high, I think I experienced my first kind of depression and like sort of like realization of like, oh, this is not... 
going as well as I thought it was going to. <laughs> See, and then now you're in a conversation. <laughs> yes, I was very jealous of a seventh grader called Bryce Cundiff, who was oh my super God. cool. Everyone would be jealous yeah. of Bryce he had Cundiff. The, he had those like DC like skater shoes. Oh yeah. And he could he could dribble really well in the basketball court. Yeah, he, he <laughs> Just was. Just the shoe alone. No, rest assured, he was hot as hell. <laughs> I want to search him now and see what, yeah. what he's he up had, to. He, he had the ski jump hair to where like he had like the it was like combed down but had like the spike in the front. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he was he and was And a the... puka shell necklace? Yes. Isn't it so funny that when you mention people's names from elementary or, or middle or high school, they yeah. sound fake? Yeah. Like there was a, a one of the hottest guys in the school, his name was Taylor Yates. <laughs> like that sounds like something someone wrote. And yeah. like Ryan Rutledge was another guy. Yeah, yeah. These are Max Meisner. Like these were all my fifth grade loves. <laughs> Their parents are really into alliteration yeah. in the nineties. They're all like, yeah, the hot guys from like an Avril Lavigne like music video. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, wrap up tip for this person. How do you deal with nerves in a conversation? You know, it's hard. Uh, the conversation, that is always going to be hard. But I think jump into some stuff, even if it makes you mm-hmm. feel weird or whatever. And then you will find that you have more things to talk about. Explore more of yourself so you have more to talk about. But yeah. don't, don't don't sweat the anxiety because everyone is going through that exact same feeling at a party. Everyone's worried about keeping a conversation afloat. But if you can find something that, that you guys both like or something that they like, mm-hmm. people love to talk about what they're passionate about. Yeah. So just keep asking more questions about that. Yep. And then you'll get into like a creative flow state where you're not forcing it and you can just have like a, a nice organic back and forth. Woo. Killing this help. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have time for one more? Yeah. Yeah. I got all the time. I, again, this is like my <laughs> Frasier fantasy. So I love it. <laughs> Talking okay. into a microphone, giving people advice. <laughs> that we sometimes don't take ourselves. Yes. Oh yeah. Never. All right. I met this guy about five years ago during college. I've always had a thing for him, but never said or did anything about it because I was scared he wouldn't feel the same way and I didn't want to ruin our friendship. Fast forward to about a year ago while I was living out of the country for grad school, we were just catching up and we came to the realization that we both had feelings for each other, but both kept mum for the same reasons. When I came home, I went to visit him in New York and we hooked up and acted all coupley the whole weekend. It felt so right, but we agreed we didn't want to start a long distance relationship. Now I'm wondering if I should let him go. Whenever I try to date other guys, I find myself comparing them to him and of course I'm always disappointed. I have this gut feeling that he's the one, but the timing of everything is off and the cards never seem to be in our favor. The only way I could see us ending up together is if we were in the same city, but I don't know if he still feels the same way that he did a year ago. Thanks for your help, Forever Friend Zoned. Wow, yeah, this is a this is a this is the deep one. There's a lot yeah. to unpack here. Um, have you ever been in a long distance relationship? I think so, but I was <laughs> like in high school. Sure. And my boyfriend like went off to go to a college for a little bit. And yeah. it was tragic. But I also was in like kind of an intermittent long distance relationship when uh one of the guys I was dating was like teaching across the globe like in like any North weird... Korea yeah. <laughs> specifically uh, name any country and he was there for like three months so it was kind of like it a sounds like distance. he worked in the CIA and that was like his cover <laughs> he did <laughs> I've got to go teach English in Iran I'll be gone for three months <laughs> who knows but yeah I mean like wh- what do you as a blanket thing yay or nay long distance relationships it's tough it can be worth it uh, I know some people that where it's worked out and like you, you, if you know, it, I think if there's like an end goal to it, it, it can be worth it to where like, oh, I'm going to go work here for like a year or I'm going to be in like this, you know, 
concentration camp for four years. Oh my God. Wait for me until the war's Wait over. Wait for me. Uh, but yeah, I, I was in a couple where it was just like there was no end date to it. And yeah. I was in one for a while. And because, and, you know, she, she got a great job in Washington and she was like a reporter out there. Uh-huh. And I had gotten the Kimmel job. And so we were kind of brand new in these careers. Right. And we liked each other each other a lot. We were together. And she was like my only girlfriend in college. So like cool. you have that connection. Um but then it became clear that, you know, like we kind of had both had these directions and it wasn't going to work. And like and it hurt a lot at the time is she dumped me. But like but and like, it still hurts. It, oh, yeah, yeah. But like but I understood it and it took it took a little bit of time. But yeah. And we're still good friends and stuff. But like, yeah, our lives are going in different directions. Um, mm-hmm. And I was in another one it was a kind of a comedy person in New York. And um, Ooh, New York, L.A. New York, L.A. And like try to we would try to see each other. And she's great. Again, like I, I, good terms and like friends and all that. But like that one. Yeah. Like she's going to be in New York for a while. And I will probably be in L.A. unless work takes me to New York. But like okay. and then we weren't even sure like how serious it was. So it, it is kind of murky if there's no like clear objective yeah. or like goal to it. So. It sounds like this guy, may, may, she might be romanticizing him a touch. Like, it sounds like they might be kind of, because like absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yes. To where like, if you actually spend two straight weeks with someone, you're right. like, uh, all right, maybe, you know. So maybe you guys should test it out. If she really does want to make a go of it, like maybe do a trip somewhere and see if, uh, see if it is as real as you think it is. Because like nothing makes it real than like someone having like a problem on a trip yeah oh my god <laughs> like if, if luggage is lost on a trip or there's some sort of food poisoning thing oh my god then i think that cuts through the veneer pretty well and you can see like do, do i want to you know be with this person while i have tremendous food poisoning right. <laughs> or am or am i having like a vision of this person in my head if they do feel that way about each other maybe it's good to just bite the bullet and see if they want to go for it or they're just stringing themselves along for you know years and years at a time um, i think a trip is a great idea and then if it does work out then try and figure out some sort of uh schedule to where like you will fly over here yeah, yeah, yeah. one weekend and i'll do the same make the it next. work yeah yeah. And then it, can, then it can be really fun. But yeah, I, I think maybe try to address it because you are going to have this person in your head when you date other people and that's not fair to like anyone. I know. Have you ever compared? I oh, mean, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been putting them through the batoon test now. <laughs> as I, uh, the batoon test. <laughs> um, yeah, it is hard. It's I've hard. I've done it too. I feel I feel like if anyone said that they're, they've never compared someone that they're potentially dating to somebody else, they're lying. Oh, that's all you can do. That's like you, you are inherently selfish when you do that because that, that's your only frame of reference is how that's you dated true. other people. Um, yeah, and like what what you will accept or not and what yeah. your what your worth is by what people have shown you. Absolutely. So like I get that and it's been a long time and it, and it, and it seemed to feel good and but it's been a year also. So mm-hmm. like have they been in contact? Are they still like I are, wonder. Are they in like a text relationship? You know, are they like just cuz I I've done that. I kind of with a New York person. I hope she doesn't mind I me. Mean, I'm not going to name her. But like we kind of like we would, we'd still be very friends in the very like we talk a lot. You know, we have a lot in common and like but then it became apparent like oh, I think we're just kind of using each other as like this kind of emotional oh, yeah. crutch and mm-hmm. like and once we realized that it's like yeah, maybe it's better to, you know, cuz then you need to give yourself a little space to let other people in or whatever. Yeah. You kind of have like these hooks in you emotionally to where like maybe you just you just need to kind of like make a call or not make a call. You know, you need to like or else you're just going to be hung up on this person forever. Yeah. It's interesting that you brought up the romanticizing bit because I didn't think about that. But I feel like I've been in situations where I met a guy and then never saw him again for a long time, be it because of like work or yeah, travel yeah. or whatnot. You don't really know what it would have been like. But since they're not together, they still don't know. Yeah. 
you kind of yeah it, like rose colored glasses and all that yeah um, but at the same time if you got that good feeling like explore it like why not that's what life is about like take that risk <laughs> you know so maybe yeah. try to see if you can do that little trip or see if you can get facetime with each other you know not not technology facetime <laughs> but, like, but like you know face to facetime and and see if uh see if it's a real thing and if not just use it as a fun memory of like, oh, that was a nice like short-term thing and that was lovely. Like I, I'm sure, yeah, we've, we've all had like short-term things that were nice and fun. And then like, just because it doesn't last forever doesn't mean it wasn't great. So she shouldn't diminish this wonderful thing that she experienced just because it was short. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also shouldn't get hung up on it and like try, if it's not going to work, it's not going to work. Yeah. That'll all come out in the wash. I feel like. It'll it... come out in the wash. So, so put yourself in the wash <laughs> and see if it. <laughs> Would you ever move to another city for a person that you had a gut feeling about? Oh man, that's that is a big risk. But and aren't dating? They're not dating. Ooh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I I don't know if I would. If I wasn't, I would like visit. Yeah. I would send a text at four a.m. No, uh, four a.m. <laughs> I've never stayed up that late ever. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I think try it out. See how you're feeling. But also, if it's not going anywhere, I think you can, you need to like let it go and like take a break. If you're texting a lot, take a break from texting for like two weeks and see if you can get by without them. Because, <laughs> yeah, you have like these little emotional hooks in you that don't let you focus on yourself or sure. focus on other people. So I don't know. Just try it out. A little self-test. Test it out by either making a trip to him or with each other to yeah. see if it, there's anything really there or if you're just idealizing it. Go to Cincinnati for the weekend. See what happens. Ooh, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Before we go, what's what's the best place you've ever been? Travel? Mm-hmm. Oh man, impossible question. But I love. Uh, I got a couple favorites. I love Colombia. The country of Colombia is beautiful. Nepal is amazing. Uh-huh. Um, I think Germany's underrated, actually. Uh, Southeast Asia in general, like Vietnam, Tanzania is great. Uh, East Africa. <laughs> Jeff like, is going <laughs> to mention sorry. every. He's just reading a list of I'm countries trying, at this I'm point. I'm trying to spread it out. Mexico City is the <laughs> Mexico City is the coolest city in North America. I think. I think Mexico City like does not get enough credit. It's, it's cooler than L.A. It's cooler than like maybe New York. It's just like <gasps> a, it's a solid spot. Oh man! Well, forever friend zoned. Here's a bunch of places <laughs> that you could go and meet your your guy there. Go to Mexico city with each other <laughs> thank you jeff for coming thanks for having me yeah I, this is so much fun if you have a sticky situation or burning concern email us at just a tip show at gmail.com and be sure to sign off sleepless in seattle style so we don't out your true persona also rate us five stars Ugh. that was a hit gum podcast